so much, everyone, for joining me for another episode of my podcast, Yosa Named Moms and More. And today we're going to go off track a little bit from our usual USNA journey, and we're going to explore uh, some of the pathways that allows our young people to attend USNA and uh, the path that we're specifically going to focus on today is NAPS. So uh, we've received a lot of questions, both in the class of 2027 page and me personally about the NAPS program, what's entailed, what exactly is it, how do you get into it, et cetera, et cetera. So I have two people that will help us to answer many questions. Uh, One is Katrina McIntosh, which of course the 2027 folks are going to know. She is the admin for the 2027 page, and I will let her introduce herself and as well, Nancy uh, Hilden, and she has a Coast Guard perspective. So we will get started. Welcome, Katrina and Nancy. And if you can please just introduce yourself briefly, tell us about yourself and your experience with NAPS, with USNA, or Nancy, in your case, with, with CAGS, with a Coast Guard Academy. So Katrina, I'll invite you to go first. We'll go in alphabetical order. Uh, yeah, so I'm Katrina. Uh, my son is prior enlisted, enlisted right out of high school, and was in the fleet, in the Naval fleet for three years as an avionics technician. So he was AT3, uh, decided he didn't want to fix helicopters, he wanted to fly things. And so he applied to be at the Naval Academy, and he got into the prep school, and spent a year at the prep school, graduated from there in 2022, and then went to USNA. And so he is a member of 2026. I have been an admin on the 20 USNA 2027 BLB, also the 2026 BLB, uh, Blind Leading the Blind Parents pages. But I've also been an admin on the NAPS class of 2023 and now the NAPS class of 2024 Facebook pages. So... I try and learn through all of just my experience of talking to other people. Yeah. And I'm sure you get a lot of questions that will be helpful in answering the ones that we've received. So thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, And Nancy, how about you? Yes. um, My daughter, Mackenzie, uh, ended up at NAPS via the Coast Guard Academy. She was a women's basketball recruit. And so the coach had her go there for her first year out of high school um, so she did play women's basketball at NAPS, which I believe is discontinued, is no longer a program there. So she did the final year for women's basketball at NAPS. Um, she's now just starting her second year at the Coast Guard Academy and loves it. So yeah, I'm here to answer any questions that anyone has that's a NAPS parent, but this child is going off to the Coast Guard Academy. Okay, perfect. Thank you so much. Okay, so I mentioned there are different paths to the academy. So you can be a direct admit, meaning you go right in from high school. You can also reapply because some don't make it in the first time. I have a former student was denied the first year, went made it into NAPS the second year, and finally, third time's a charm, made it to USNA on her third try. Um, There's also foundation schools, and you can be an enlisted, be recommended by your chain of command to apply. And to the Naval Academy. And of course, NAPS is part of that pathway. What is NAPS exactly? Well, it's the Naval Academy Preparatory School. And actually, the Military Academy and the Air Force Academy both have their own versions. My understanding is uh, the prep schools were originally formed primarily for enlisted, those coming out of the fleet, because like my own son, he had hadn't been in high school in three years. And so they kind of need to learn how to do school again. Mm -hmm. And so they would put enlisted there. I think a lot of the schools now also use them kind of in Nancy's situation. They use them as a way to redshirt their athletes per se, Mm -hmm. uh, since usually the academies are four years. And if you went to say the university of Nebraska, you could be redshirted as a freshman and do five years at the university of Nebraska. That's not an option at the service academies. So they can kind of use the prep schools for that. And to prep those, maybe that they see they have the potential to do well at the academies, but maybe they need one more year academically to kind of help boost things up to help them also at the academy. Yeah, I had um, a candidate as a BGO. I had a candidate who was 16. So when she made it to NAPS, she had just turned 17. She was 74 pounds and four foot eight and 
very bright. She had an associate's degree at the end of high school, but scored poorly in the SAT, but they saw her leadership potential. So she went to NAPS and then she made it into USNA. And now she's a submarine officer. If they see that leadership potential, NAPS does help to prepare them for the rigorous academics that they're going to face at the the Naval Academy and and the Coast Guard Academy, et cetera. Mm -hmm. One other question that I got about NAPS is how do you get into NAPS? You don't get into NAPS. You're applying to the Naval Academy. And the admissions committee, as, as mentioned, if they see this academic or leadership potential, but they feel like you could use a year, as Katrina mentioned, to kind of strengthen that to better help you succeed at the Naval Academy because of the rigor, you, the admissions committee of the Naval Academy will put you into or offer you to go into NAPS. It is not something that you can apply for directly. But Nancy and Katrina, what is uh, the biggest difference between NAPS and USNA? Like just kind of a brief overview. Let's start with Nancy. Mm-hmm. I'm your case at Coast Guard Academy, right? I will say that when Mackenzie was at NAPS, I mean, I think a lot of it had to do with that she was there during COVID. They were much more locked down. It was much harder to see her. Um, at the Coast Guard Academy, she has a little bit more freedom. I believe they have more freedom at the Coast Guard Academy than the uh, USNA kids because she has friends, obviously, from NAPS that she talks to all the time, where Mackenzie's allowed out on Saturdays, like she's allowed out um, off the property. Um, so that was a big change for her, which, you know, and for us, it's good to be able to see her. We can, like, we live outside of Philadelphia, so I can drive up four hours and see her. Um, it's much easier for us to ex- have access to her. I think getting onto NAPS um, property can be tricky sometimes. And getting the kids back onto NAPS on time was tricky a lot of times when that car line was uh, a mile long. But um, <laughs> other than that, I see a lot of kids jumping out of the car and running through that gate to get back on time. So Sounds like I didn't parent weekend. <laughs> yes, we learn that. We learn that quick, and uh, yeah, you learn there's another entrance around the back that you know sometimes you want to hit instead. Um, but I would say for her, the biggest thing was, I guess, learning everything over again for Mackenzie at the Coast Guard because she learned every all the rules for the Naval Academy the entire time she was at NAPS. So ah, interesting. All of the things for the Coast Guard Academy. Interesting. So at NAPS, she's learning Naval Academy things, but then she has to get to Coast Guard. And okay, very interesting. Uh, Katrina, how about you? Yeah, I think uh, from academics, obviously, you hit that next level higher of classes than you might, but yet NAPS is ranked, you know, you test into different levels. And my son, in particular, he had a car at NAPS, but you're not really allowed to have a car at the Naval Academy You could till really your uh, junior, the equivalent of your junior year, your 2C year. Mm-hmm. So for him, the loss of freedom was hard. He felt like he had way more freedom at NAPS than he does at USNA. Of course, now he's taken the next step up going into youngster year, sophomore year. Um, so that was that was a hard thing for him to lose that. They do get Liberty on Saturday afternoons and into the evening and they they can go off the yard. The big plus, and that's always a selling point to Naval Academy in comparison, and I, I don't know Coast Guard Academy, but I know in comparison to West Point and Air Force, you know, you walk right out the gate, you're in the middle of, you're in town, whereas like Air Force, it's a 10 minute car ride to get into town. You know, that's huge because that's certainly different than NAPS where you are a couple miles from the gate. You can't just walk right into Newport and have food like you can at the Naval Academy. So that's a huge plus in that location. Um, You can eventually get, you know, your DBIDS card to drive on. It's obviously also a military base, but it's just the college campus. Whereas NAPS, is on a full-blown military base, and that's going to make a difference right. for getting on and off. Yes, I think I asked the soup one year about that because we were concerned about security because some things had happened, and um, he mentioned that it's difficult to completely lock down the Naval Academy because it is also a historic monument, and it's very much integrated into Annapolis, and so a lot of visitors want to come and see it, so it's difficult for them to to kind of lock it down, but yeah. Another thing about NAPS, what is what sports do they have available? So Nancy, you mentioned that they had basketball, like women's basketball, but they don't have that anymore. Do you all have any idea what other sports are available at NAPS? I'm assuming football is a big one. Men's lacrosse was there. Lacrosse, okay. 
football, okay. uh, men's basketball. Yeah, I'm assuming that. I th actually, I know they still have basketball because I know some parents have mentioned about their kids being there recruited. They do have track and field, yeah. which okay. can be either you know co-ed. I think they had some like clubs, some running clubs, uh, scuba diving, different things like you know that. I think they had wrestling. Yes. I'm sure. My I'm parents. sure they can. Um, I don't remember seeing that specifically on the website, but I'm sure they can look it up on the website. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. Just, the website would show which sports and the and you know what you can also they can also ask their Napster hmm. once they have you know assuming they have a Napster who are going to be thoroughly briefed on everything that's available to them. Okay, perfect. Uh, some parents asked also about the demographics. So some of the things I was just able to pull from the internet were class sizes, approximately about 300, 71% males, 29% females, so about 70, 30 in terms of male and female. I was not able to find anything about percentage of enlisted that go to NAPS. And, I, and I'm assuming the ethnic diversity is very similar to the Naval Academy. So if you can get those statistics, then they should be pretty reflective of NAPS. There was also a question about prior enlisted directs, coasties, and boosts that are at NAPS. Do you all have any information on that? I want to say that priors were maybe as much as 30%, but I could be a little high. Okay. Um, there are some boosts. That's a pretty small percentage, I believe. Okay. Um, the boosts are the ones, if I'm understanding and remembering, they're the ones who are maybe going to ROTC at another university, but they can still send them to NAPS. Okay. I don't, Nancy, do you remember the average percentage for how many Coasties go to NAPS? I don't know about any priors being there. Okay. Or, yeah, I mean, I think Coasties at NAPS is pretty small, but okay. I mean, there are definitely some there, but it's probably similar That's, to. Um, I think McKenzie's class, they started out with maybe like 41 that went. And then we have two other schools that go to either MMI or GMA. Hmm. So we have three okay. schools to shoot that they get sent to. So oh, they could well, to the two other schools. Thank you. Thank you for that. There was another question that was interesting. So why is NAPS called the golden ticket? <laughs> Anybody care to uh, answer? I mean, I, I have an idea as to why, but do any of you, either of you care to answer why? For the Coast Guard, I can, my daughter was told, as long as you do well and you get a 3.0 or higher, you know, you're good to go. So I believe that would probably be why. Okay. Um, so for the Coast Guard, you did, you had to get it. Actually, I think she said 3.2 or higher GPA. Okay. Um, and then you didn't have to take any other tests or anything like you, you were, you were good to go, but. The Coast Guard does not do nominations, so. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's right. They The Coast Guard doesn't have to do nominations. So do they even have to get a letter of recommendation from the... Oh, yeah, they need multiple okay. letters of recommendation, just not from the... Okay, perfect. From the... And Katrina, how about you? What is your... I, why NAPS? I would say, if it's a golden ticket, I would say from... If you approach it from a USNA standpoint, mm -hmm. definitely several steps above the directs you and especially when it comes to the military knowledge you've learned how to make a bed which is crazy but when you they strip your bed during plebe summer and make you remake it whether you slept in it or not you know you you know that you know a lot of the stuff that they have to memorize all summer long you've already learned it you yeah. know you know, from the halls of Montezuma, you know, anchors away, you know, the blue and gold. So I think the golden ticket is where it really comes into play is in plebe summer. You have a plebe summer. Well, honestly, my son, you called plebe summer, summer camp, but remember he's prior enlisted. So he went through enlisted boot camp, which was <laughs> easily the hardest of the three boot camps he eventually went through. Definitely. So he called it summer camp. And to me, that's how I see the golden ticket. Is what? boot camp 12 weeks or seven weeks? Uh, it was eight when he was there. I believe it's been jumped to 10. Okay. All right. So, okay. So it's even longer. Yeah. So, the, and I'll add a little bit to that as to why I think uh, NAPS is called the golden ticket in a sense. So you've already gone through the admissions process for the Naval Academy. You've been assigned to go to NAPS. So as kind of like what Na a combination of what Nancy and Katrina said, if you do well, if you get good grades, you stay, you, you stay out of trouble, you don't have any honor violations or anything like that. 
basically you you get a letter of recommendation from the soup and if you can get the nominations again you're in basically so that's in a sense it it may it streamlines the process and i always tell my candidates as a bgo if you don't make it in the first time reapply because your dodmerb is good for 2 years so they don't even have to do their dodmerb again so i think that that's one of the reasons as well why they call it quote unquote a golden ticket i would say you can't assume going to naps you're guaranteed an appointment yeah. at least to usna yeah. um usna you have to have a 2.2 and no failing grades you know, you have to pass the PRT, be with a certain body composition. You know, you you have to have the CEO's recommendation. It means you haven't done too much to screw up, you know, right. and make too many mistakes. So, I mean, every year there are kids who are going to be disappointed mm-hmm. come graduation that do not get into the academy. So what to happens have- to those, Nancy and Katrina, the ones that go through NAPS, but for some reason, they are denied entry into either Coast Guard or Navy. Nancy, Nancy, do you know what happens to those co- to those NAPS kids? I mean, yeah, I mean, we definitely had kids that did not move forward. Um, I know one is playing basketball at a school very close to the Coast Guard Academy. So I guess they just move on and go to different schools. Like, I don't think they're held to any, like, responsibility after they're done. But I guess if they just didn't pass or they didn't meet the requirements, then they're just they're just let go. Now, if they're uh, how about you, Katrina? I think they can reapply to the Naval Academy. Probably depends that, you know, you could go off and do a year of community college and reapply. And you may have an, a leg up a little bit because you at least did naps. And right. depends on whatever your reason is. Right. You, you didn't get into that class. Okay. So. That's helpful. Okay, so another question from parents. Uh, Do Napsters have to enlist in the Naval Reserves prior to reporting? What are some tips for this? I don't know if they're uh, there. I have not gone through this process, so I'm counting on you guys. And what rank are they when they enter NAP? My son was already enlisted, whatever rank you had. Okay. And so I'm pretty sure he got paid more money than a lot of the other kids because he was an E4 when he went in. So I feel like it's an E1, at least from Navy. I don't know about Coast Guard. Okay. I believe, so. I believe it's the same. Okay. Anyway, E1s, yes. Okay. And so they have to enlist in the Naval Reserves, but that's something they do, right? That's not something the parents can do. It's kind of like the rude awakening when your uh, child is joining the military or attending one of the military academies because, whoa, you are not part of the chain of command. You cannot fill in a form for your child, for your for your mid. They have to do it themselves. It's part of their permit to report. So it all has to take place before they can ever report in July. Okay. And then I assume that all the steps and the documentation are, are in that permit to report. I'm assuming. Yes. Okay. Another question. How long is the the indoc period, meaning when they go in for summer training? Uh, how long is does NAPS last and how can they best prepare physically? Um, let's start with Katrina. So indoc is normally three weeks for our kids because Nancy and I were both our kids were 2022. They had to do some restriction of movement because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, but normally like this year it was three weeks long. Um and uh, so, yeah, in, in doc is three weeks to prepare. It would be the same as any of the academies. Run, right. do push-ups, do pull-ups, <laughs> sit-ups, run, planks, run, 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 run more, <laughs> run more. <laughs> uh, Nancy, how about you? Any um, thoughts on that? I would say the same. Just be prepared to run <laughs> okay. and carry heavy things. Or people. Okay. And I would say run at the heat of the day. Don't just yeah. run in the morning when it's cool or in the evening when it's night. Run at the heat of the day. Newport can get hot and humid like anywhere on the East Coast. And so run at the heat of the day because you got to be used to the heat. Yes, and I agree. And that goes for anybody applying to the Naval Academy. Like, I mean, the, the everybody's applying to the Naval Academy or Coast Guard Academy. But yes, that's great advice. 
Um, our kids are from Florida, so they are used to working out and running and doing athletics in the heat and the humidity. And Annapolis is even more, can be even more humid. So that is great advice. Also, naps last for one year. So there, it's just the mm -hmm. whole program is one year long, correct? Yeah. They graduate, they start in uh, like third ish week of July and they graduate in, I think it's the second Friday in May. I know the, yeah, and they actually graduate this year on May 10th. So it's early ish in May. Okay. And then, and so then for those that are going to the Coast Guard Academy or the Naval Academy, that gives them about six weeks ish break between naps and then attending the Naval Academy. Do they have to do anything else in between or are they pretty much free to take that time off? Um, for USNA, if you are a direct entry, you know, like, so you went to NAPS directly at a high school, you're just on vacation for, until okay. so you have to report for I-Day. Okay. If you were prior enlisted, it depends on how much leave you had going into the year. Oh. Because they use leave dates for Thanksgiving, for Christmas, and for spring break. And then you have to have leave dates available for that time period. And so if you are able to walk, my husband, my son was able partially because of COVID because he couldn't take leave. Um, he walked in with plenty of leave dates. So he was able to walk away on graduation day and had full leave until I day. He's got friends who were, came out of nuke school and they tended to make them as soon as they knew they were going to the academy, make them go on leave and use all their leave then. In that case, then, if you're a prior enlisted and you have no leave dates, you just have to hang out in Newport okay. and stay at NAPS and clean and do all sorts of other things. They'll give you temporary assignment. Right? Yes. How about for Coast Guard, Nancy? Um, yeah, they just show up the same day as everybody else for that, whatever that class is. Like Mackenzie showed up on the same day as everybody else for 2026. Okay, perfect. Thank you so much. So let's move into NAPS itself. When typically do NAPSers report to INDOC and are they allowed to receive snacks or candy or what do you suggest for care packages? Uh, Mackenzie, I asked her, she said the Coast Guard um, students showed up one day uh, earlier than the um, Naval Academy kids. Um, she said they showed up one day early with the prior enlisted. And as for the snacks and all, um, she definitely said to send them. But during in-dock, she said some kids were getting their snacks, some kids weren't getting their snacks. And then eventually they were all granted their snacks um, and they did get them. Um, maybe that varies by who's in charge. I'm not really sure how that was decided, when it was decided. Um, she did tell me that all the boxes were opened in front of somebody. And if you had candy, they took it from you. Um, so I'll stick with like the granola bars, the healthier side of the healthier things. snacks. How about you, Katrina? Yeah, it being prior listed, he showed up the day before, like the Coast Guard kids. Um, when it comes to, I can tell you when it comes to care packages this year, they could get letters delivered every day. They were only given their care packages on Sundays. Okay. They were opened by the detailers. Detailers could confiscate whatever they felt they needed to. Um, they would generally confiscate sweets of any kind. Uh, so healthy snacks were good. They were allowed to have things like Gatorade um, mixes or liquid IV. Okay. You can't send them vitamins, but usually uh, some vitamins, the liquid IV that is the one that's the immune boosting one, they were usually didn't take that. Okay. And so, but yeah, healthier snacks, jerkies, granola bars, protein bars, that okay. kind of thing they were allowed Perfect. to have. Okay. Then you mentioned about the mail being received. You can receive letters every day, but packages, for for example, this year is, is only on Sundays. So it can vary as with the Naval Academy from year to year, correct? Right. Okay. And, and keep in mind, in the I will always say, like, I think it was right before INDOC started, or maybe it was when it started. There's a new commanding officer at NAP. So anything, I feel like anything we say about how things go at NAP should be, you know, asterisk with Semper Gumby. Because bringing in a new commanding officer, he could change everything and anything. That I mean, true. except for the main structure. But when it comes to yeah. packages, letters, all of that for next year, that could change. Okay. Um, anything we say about anything coming forward, it could all change with a new commanding officer. And as we all know, the only constant in the military is change. 
So Mm -hmm. we just cling to that Semper Gumby. Do either of you know what the mailing address is? I know they need the company, they need the platoon um, and squad, I believe. But uh, do you know what the mailing address is or where parents would find that mailing address? It's on the Facebook page. I know I posted it on the NAPS, what's it called? NAPS Class of 2024 Parents. If no, If somebody comes across your podcast and isn't in the current parents page. Yeah. Yeah, you, it says here to address it, you just put the uh, midshipman or cadet first name, last name, and then you address it Naval Academy Preparatory School. Then it says company either one, two, three or platoon one, two. And then it says 440 Meyer Court Avenue, Newport, Rhode Island, 02841-1519. Okay. And how do, how are they spelling Meyer Court? Cause I could, I, in my head right now, I'm spelling it 20 different ways. Like the lemon, M-E-Y-E-R-K-O-R-D. Perfect. Thank you. All right. (laughs) So address is out of the way. Thank you, Nancy. Parents are asking more, a little bit more about the routine. So we're going to kind of switch gears a little bit into the NAPS routine. And they asked, do they set aside time every day for writing and receiving letters? I I saw that question. I wondered if that was more regarding INDOC. I okay. think when it becomes the actual True. academic, That's it's safe. kind of up to them. And I really question how many kids during the school year would actually write a letter home when they have their cell phones. Okay. So this is probably more pertinent to INDOC then, and they probably would set aside time to write letters to parents during those three weeks. Yes. Yeah. Okay. It was on Sunday nights. Okay. <laughs> when it comes to... The next and the commissary are probably, what, a five to seven minute walk from their dorm. And as long as, you know, they have that free period, they can, they have a full blown grocery store right within a very, within like a five to seven minute walk. So like the next, like the the next at Annapolis is. Yeah, across the river. Away from the naval. And the, yeah, and that's where the commissary is, whereas right. it just happens to be the next and the commissary are very close to where NAPS is. On so They're inside the base. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yep. That's great. Okay. Another parent asked if, I obviously for NDOC, they lose their phones, I'm assuming, like like plebe summer. Um, but after NDOC, are they allowed to use their phones and can they use them whenever they want or are there specific times when they use their phone? Let's start with Katrina. They can use it whenever they want. Obviously, if they're in class or they're in any, you know, I mean, they basically have the freedom. You can't obviously just skip class to make a phone call or, you know, if they have some sort of sports period, something like that. But within reason of their day, they are not, they are, they have the freedom to use the phone. Nancy, anything you'd like to add to that? Yeah, no, I agree. I could always contact Mackenzie if I needed to. Okay. And what does their daily schedule look like? I'm not sure which one of you wants to kind of tackle that one. Like if you can run down uh, what their day might look like. We know at the Naval Academy, for example, they start with PEP and then they go to uh, to formation and then breakfast and then they go to classes and then they have formation and then they go to lunch and then they go back to classes and then they come back and they have sports period and then formation and dinner and study period and lights out. So that's Naval Academy. What would NAPS look like? I uh, pulled up the slide from that was released by NAPS did a brief before INDOC started, okay. but I'm sure not every parent was able to participate and uh, a wonderful parent because I didn't pay, I didn't watch it, okay. uh, put up the slides on the Facebook page. So I pulled them up because I'm like, that's the best information. Um, so they actually have the same schedule Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. Wednesday is a little bit different. Uh, 0530 is Reveille, 0600 breakfast. And they have morning classes from 0735 to 1135, 12 o'clock lunch. After class, afternoon classes from 1 to 215. Then they have their study period. Then they have sports from 345 to 545 dinner at six, evening study time, and then personal time and lights out. The big difference on Wednesday is instead of the study period, they have military training. Ah, okay. And that, as I'm looking at, that's really the big difference between 
Um, Saturday, they have Reveille breakfast cleanup study at 0800. Eventually, they get Liberty Call. I do not believe they get Liberty until Parents Weekend in September. Um, so they just have to, I, they probably have other things for them to do. Liberty usually expires at 10 p.m. Sunday, they get Liberty Call in the in the morning. And they, I'm pretty sure they can leave the base on Sundays for Liberty too. Okay. Um, and then that expires at 5.30. Then they have evening study period and lights out. And a lot of kids, they get sponsors at NAPS, just like they get at Naval Academy. I guess they, I don't even know if they get sponsors. They get sponsors for Coast Guard, Nancy? Yes. Okay. So they can go to their sponsors on the weekends. Okay. And uh, Nancy, how about you? Any Anything to add to that? No, she pretty much she covered it all. <laughs> okay. I just read the slide. <laughs> I can test it and see, and I might be able to add it in the description for the podcast so parents can access that as well. We just talked about meal times. They get breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Are they allowed to miss a meal? Yes. Oh, they can. If you were an athlete, you could. Oh, I think that's right. Yeah. Okay. No, there was definitely times where, you know, Mackenzie was at basketball practice and it would run late. And I know you had to be dressed in a certain uniform mm-hmm. and- it was, yes. So I know that there was times where she, okay. but then the coaches start getting on them when they start missing too many meals. So then they have to start getting back into the okay. routine. So but I it, know it's, it, it's frowned upon, I would say. Okay. But yes, here or there, it, it's happened. But it's, it's, um it's not like, oh, I don't feel like going to lunch. So I'm just going to hang out in my room. Like they no. would have to go yeah. to lunch unless <laughs> yes. they have an obligation, correct? Yes. Okay. Okay. I have another parent that asked about NDOC. So they wanted to see if you could give them an idea of what to expect, like what they go through the first week. And I'm not sure if you um, have that, like that detail of information, but what more or less goes on the first week, what goes on the second week, what goes on the third week? Any, any ideas on that, Nancy or Katrina? Katrina probably knows better than me. I would say it's going to be similar, at least to the Naval Academy's plebe summer, where at the beginning, and and honestly, like enlisted boot camp, at the beginning is about like tearing down the individual and realize you're not an individual, you have to be part of a team, and then it's building up the team. So they do a lot of physical activity, they do other team activities, Um, they are, their in-doc is led by what are called the detailers. Mm-hmm. Um, it is made up of Naval Academy and Coast Guard Academy upperclassmen. Um, they are both there. And so, and they're the ones who are directing them. They, you know, get them up in the morning. They're, you know, they do have a gunnery sergeant who does their physical activity period. Like they're, think of it as old school calisthenics and running at the Naval Academy. They call it PEP, mm-hmm. you know, and so it, that's kind of it what it is it's yeah the first week is hard and a lot of kids in that they this year they got to call home every Sunday so they get three phone calls home and um, that first one was really rough for a lot of parents today happens to be their final Sunday phone call and these people are like oh they are a totally different kid they're happy they're all this and so yeah because they built them back up and the detailers start talking to them about what life is like for them at the two different academies. So they start, you know, instead of just these people who are screaming at them all day long, telling them how worthless they are, they then eventually get to have wonderful conversations and learn what's to come for them. So INDOC is not meant to be a fun summer camp thing, neither is plebe summer for that matter, but that that's what it brings. Okay. Uh, Nancy, anything you'd like to add to that or? would agree like that first phone call home was horrible like all you hear all the kids crying in the background talking to their parents and then each each week it got a little better and a little better and you actually got words out the second phone call instead of just tears and yes by the end they're happy and they're you know looking forward to class and they're totally different kids by the end of the indoc Oh, that's good to hear. (laughs) As parents, you just have to hang on because I know for me it was was hard, but I was like, you'll be fine. Oh, well, I saw the parents and the plebes this weekend at Plea Parent Weekend in in Annapolis and and they do survive. So 
Uh, just <laughs> FYI for parents out there. You all survive, parents and plebes. Or uh, what What do they call Napsters? Napsters? Yes. Okay. Yes. Napsters. And, uh, the, the, yeah, the mids are midshipmen candidates, MCs. Okay. And, or cadet candidate CCs. So okay. it just depends. So cadets one. for the Coast Guard Academy and MCs for the Naval Academy. Okay. Yes. Perfect. Thank you. I did, I learned something new. Yeah. And then they're just called Napsters all okay. year long. And then they call each other. I don't know if they do a Coast Guard, but at the Naval Academy, they still call each other Napsters. <laughs> and, and everybody refers to them as the Napsters. Yeah. I mean, even direct parents will be like, oh, my kid got a Napster for a roommate. It's awesome. They're so happy they got a Napster because the Napsters know what's going on. So they're still True. called Napsters. All right. So we have a concern about health. So what happens if a midshipman candidate or cadet candidate comes down with a bad flu or COVID? Are they quarantined at school? Are they sent home? Or what, how are they taking care of Katrina and Nancy? Did you get your child home when they were sick or what happened? Pretty certain Mackenzie tested positive for COVID while she was there. And no, she was quarantined and she survived. They brought her meals. And I'm pretty sure she got her phone during that time to call us, to tell us, because it was during the week and she did not have her phone. But um, yeah, we were told and then she was fine. She made it. It's pretty much like you're, I don't want to use the quote, you're in the army now, but it's kind of like you're an adult and you're there and yeah, they're not coming home. Um, I mean, if they needed more medical attention, I think that anything they could handle, they definitely send them out, but uh, yeah. yeah, no, they. they and then, it. yeah, send them to the hospital or uh, urgent care or whatever, uh, but definitely not home though. Correct. Yeah. Okay. They, they have a full medical, it's. At the Naval Academy, it's, it's called, BMU. yeah, it's like, it's like brigade medical. It's just, I don't remember what it's called. It might be called battalion medical because they're a battalion, not a brigade because they're not big enough to be a brigade. Right. Um, and they have, and they have, they have corpsmen and people there. And if it's bad enough, they'll take them to the hospital in Newport or wherever to deal with whatever. But yeah, they can go SIQ, sick in quarters. That can happen during this academic year and not just during induct. Okay. Perfect. Now, moving on to happier times. So for Parents Weekend in September at NAPS, a, a brief highlight of what the Parents Weekend schedule looks like and um, what time do they pick up their their Napsters? What time do they usually have to report back? And then the question that, that, that I thought about actually just thinking about Naval Academy is, are they restricted to an area radius? like they are at the Naval Academy or can they, for example, go to the weekend at Boston? So I pulled up an old letter that we would, you eventually as NAPS parents, you eventually get this. It's posted on their page. Mm -hmm. I don't remember about, I know they could go to Boston. Okay. I don't recall a, a radius, but yeah. maybe there was okay. one, but I don't recall one. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, they could go to, the, I, my son did go to Boston. Okay. Um, but generally on Friday, it starts with pass and review. So a parade. Okay. Um, it was it, this past, this was actually, and this is last year, was at one o'clock. Okay. Um, the first thing I would say is, as Nancy already talked about the long lines. Yeah. You want to always <laughs> arrive very early. Early. Because the line and you, everyone has to go through security it's not easy to get through security. Yeah, so you have to do that. Um, when that was over, there was an open house. And like you could go into Ripley Hall, which is where they live and see their rooms. Mm -hmm. And then you could go into Perry Hall, which is right there, which is the academic building and meet their professors, mm -hmm. which was nice. So you could do all of that. Um, sometimes then there was athletic team performances, which we were talking about sports. It said last year it was football, men's and female, men's and women's basketball, and then wrestling had team practices. So, okay. um, so those and then cool. they, and so then Liberty call was at 1600. And so I remember my son, even with track, I think he still had some sort of practice. I don't remember what we did. I think we went over to the next and had some food. Okay. Or something, you know, and they got Liberty and then they had Liberty till 2200, so 10 p.m. They had a noon meal. Uh, our year in 2022, they did like a barbecue. Last year, I think they fed them all in the dining hall. Okay. So you just have to wait and see. They did something. 
Um, and then there was football field, football game. And so you had, they have to be at the football game. Right. And Liberty started when the game was over and they were dismissed and they cannot go till they're dismissed. And then, um, oh, actually, I'm just saying this is 50 mile radius. Okay. So within 50 miles. And then at the football game, they announced if they will get overnight Liberty. I, that's not a guarantee that they will announce overnight Liberty because once again, it's a new commanding officer. Okay. So, and you might not know that they're going to get overnight Liberty till the football game. Okay. We, I don't think we knew until the game that they were. Right. Yeah. Okay. And then the next morning, it this said, this last year's schedule made it sound like it was a guarantee because it actually on Saturday doesn't have a liver, you know, like a, a Liberty expires. Yeah, an expired. And, yeah. and, and it doesn't have when Liberty started on Sunday morning. It just has that it ended at 1730. Okay. So, so it made it sound, but uh, we, I know waited. our Liberty, yeah, <laughs> our overnight in 2020 for the class of 2022 was not announced until the football game. So okay. Semper Gumby. All right. So it's not guaranteed. It it may be possible, but not guaranteed with a new superintendent or, or CO things change at the Naval Academy. They change every time you get a new superintendent or a new commandant, the, things change. So um, although things may have happened one way, one year, you're really going to have to wait until the moment of. Um, okay. And then there were some questions about stipends for Napsters. I think if you're enlisted, you continue to get the the pay that you were getting as an enlisted. But if you're a direct admit, um, there's a stipend that's given to them monthly. And I don't remember, I want to say it's 450 a month, but I don't remember what it is. It's whatever the E1 pay is, I believe. Okay. Whatever the rate is for E1. Yeah, I know but that Napsters make more than... Yeah, I just remember they got paid twice a month. Okay. So it may um, be 450 every paycheck. I know that Napsters make more than... than uh, please for sure. Significantly sure. more. Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah, <laughs> and so I would, yeah, I would say as, as we're kind of talking about that, I've heard I, somebody, when I asked, you know, what would you recommend, you know, a piece of advice for Napster, she says, save your paychecks. Yes. Put yourself on a budget, be very careful because I don't know how much they get paid at Coast Guard, but they get to Navy and they get like $125 a month mm -hmm. when they've been getting like, 450 or something way more that's a rude awakening and so you want to save 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 your money i'm thinking coast guard must get paid a whole lot more because nancy's laughing about it <laughs> a little bit more than that. here's a plug for coast guard people <laughs> yeah there's a plug <laughs> and i think it's like 350 bucks or twice a month so nice wow okay so so do Coasties have an ACE loan as well? Do, or do they pay back like their issued stuff or? Um, yeah, they, she does get money withdrawn. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. Cause that's what happens with the plebes when they come in, they have to pay back their ACE loan of all their issued uniforms and computer and blah, blah, blah. And so all that's left at the end of the month that they get once a month is $125. So, yeah. I mean, she could pay it up front, but I'm like, what for? Yeah. You know, why would you yeah. <laughs> pay yeah. up front? Well, my kids got scholarships. You can, um, if there are scholarships that are not like government funded, you can get a scholarship and have it applied to that ACE loan. Because that's what my kids did. They were very industrious. So some parents wanted to get a view of the academic year. Like what classes do they take? Are they taught time management and study habits? I know they take, and correct me if I'm wrong, but we're kind of getting tight on time. So I'm going to move along a little bit. I know they have to mirror the classes that they would take at the Naval Academy. So I'm assuming they they take some sort of calculus. They take some sort of English, some sort of social studies. Um, and they, and uh, Katrina, you mentioned military training on Wednesday. So I know that that's that. So um, what else? They or don't actually, wrong? they don't take social studies. Okay. No social studies. <laughs> they have. And chemistry, yeah. I think. They do get chemistry. So math is, I want to say they, they take math, chemistry, physics, and English primarily. Okay. Um, the math, physics, and chemistry are all, you test and you're in a track based on how you do on your test. Okay. So if you're in the advanced track, you are probably taking calculus. 
If you're in the foundation track, it's more of a pre-calculus and then there's the intermediate. And so, yeah, that that's what, and then they also are taught in learning skills. They can get EI extra instruction. Uh, they can get tutoring, all of that. It's always recommended you do EI. EI can actually help you with yes. even rankings and different, not just help you do well in the class, but it has to do with rankings. If you've done a lot of EI, it makes you look good and that can help you in the long run of getting into. So let's say you're on the fence come May. If they can see you've been doing EI on a regular basis, that might help them decide to send you on to the academy. If you've done no EI and you're on the fence, that might guarantee you're not going to an academy. Yeah. So doing the extra instruction is really important. Yes, yes, absolutely. And and at the Naval Academy as well, for many, many reasons. So thank you for mentioning that. Nancy, do did your Napster get to visit USNA? I know a big question was Army-Navy. So Napsters do get to go to Army-Navy. Um, I believe they also get to go to the NAFAC conference, the Naval Academy Foreign Affairs Conference, because my my son put it uh, helped to put it on. He was one of the people that ran that, and he said he saw some Napsters there. So I'm not they sure. Went, they went to a football game, but it wasn't the Army Navy game. There. It, they went to a football our, our game. Kids, yeah, we did. They okay. did go to USNA. I did. The Coast Guard kids go to USNA, or did they go to Coast yes. Guard? No, okay. They did go there. I okay, yeah, so they go for a football weekend and they get hosted in Mother B with in Bancroft with different okay, yeah. Usually former Napsters, I think. Okay. And they do the football game, they get some liberty and all that. Um our kids did not get to go to Army Navy. Oh last okay. year's kids did get to go to Army Navy. Okay. Nobody knows if this year's kids are going to Army Navy because I know that game is already sold out. It's already sold out less way less seats than previous army navy games okay. now interesting you know being in newport there's so this is the closest they've ever been geographically to an army navy game with it being up in foxborough mm -hmm. but there's no nobody that's been a big question on the naps and nobody knows yet for sure if okay. they will get to go to army navy or not yeah because like my napster like that my former student she got to go to army navy game but she's now a second class. So she that would have been three, four years ago. Three yeah. years ago, I think. Oh, no. Yeah. So, uh, and I know that my son who ran the NAFAC conference when he was a midshipman said that the, some naps did come. So I don't know if it's by selection or in general. So I don't, my son only went. Football players go. Football <laughs> players go to, yeah, most home games. And football players the year our kids did not go to Army Navy. The football players did go to Army Navy. Ah, okay. Okay. But they had a they had a big party in the officers club, which is really great on Newport and and then they got an overnight liberty as a result because Navy won that game. <laughs> so <laughs> you know, sometimes they get surprise overnights if Navy wins. So then looking toward USNA now or Coast Guard, Napsters need to reapply for their nominations. Uh, so I always tell my candidates that end up going to NAPS to immediately, as soon as they find out they're going to NAPS and they accept to contact their congressman and let them know that they will need their support again for the following year for their nomination. And the NAPSers that have done that with their congressman have been able to get their nomination from that same congressman that gave them the original nomination with their original application. So that is one strategy. Do you guys have any, and I know that the NAPS staff is supportive because you were mentioning that they help them with their SAT tests. So I'm assuming that they also help guide them through the application. Um, I'm not sure um, there, somebody asked about interviews regarding that. So I'm not sure how that works. Um, so anything else that you'd like to add about applying for nominations or just the whole um, application process for Naval Academy or Coast Guard? Let's start with Nancy with Coast Guard and then I'll finish with Katrina. Go ahead, Nancy. Um, so for the Coast Guard, you don't need the, the congressional nomination. Um, but once they were at NAPS, they did have to reapply. Um, but the academy was all over them, you know, saying, do this by this date, you know, get your application in by this date. So they are, you know, they're nudged and pushed ahead and given dates and told when to get that application in. So yeah, I think it is a much shorter application that they're given. It's like, a, hey, what are your grades here? And, you know, it's sent off. So. Okay. Um, it was a much easier, shorter process than the original 
Coast Guard application. I'm sure. And then they don't have to do the Dodmer because this <laughs> year. Yeah, yes. that's huge. Uh, Katrina, how about you? Yeah, I think, um, well, and honestly, my son did all of this. There's a difference when your kid goes into the Naval Academy at 22 versus 17 or 18. Right. Um, and he'd been living on his own. So some of that, this, I honestly don't know. Um, I do know from some things this year and from just being an admin on these pages, um, they are requested to, as, before they even come to NAPS, to reach out for their nominations. They are reminded to deal with their nominations. Um, they don't have to reapply, I don't believe, but you got, it, the difference is it's the same portal. Mm -hmm. um, even though I the portal, I believe, is changing for the better, yes, which is, is a good thing. Um, but it's the same portal because, and I know this from having the parents having to require, uh, give us proof that their son or daughter was uh, appointed the Naval Academy to get into the USNA parents page that I could see in their status, NAPS, you know, accepted or, or you know, accepted their offer. And then, you know, and I can see the steps. So they don't have to reapply because the Naval Academy can see what they've done all along. Okay. But they that's, do still, yeah, they still do say that they have to do their, um, their nominations. And it could be if for some reason they cannot get their congressional nominations, they can get the secretary of the Navy nomination, which right. is how most in prior enlisted actually get the SECNAV nomination to get in. Definitely. So. And also, and that's why I'm saying if you contact your congressman or your senator, as soon as you find out you're going to NAPS and let them know ahead of time and stay in touch with them, it's it's a pretty high probability that you'll get that nomination and again. You don't necessarily have to go through the whole interview process like you did before. Right. And I was going to add, I was going to add, you don't do the interview because people were worried about that last year. Yeah. I remember, oh, they want to do the interview. They need to reach out and say, I'm at NAPS and, or they don't have to appear in person to do the interview. If the congressman or congresswoman wants to interview, they should be able to make accommodations for Zoom or something of the equivalent because they're at they're the at Yeah, and they can't yeah. leave. Exactly. And they yeah, can't leave. For sure. So. Okay. And um, let's see. And then preparation for USNAI Day, we've already covered. It's run, run, and run more and do push-ups and such. So they have to leave the reserves because they're going to become active duty. But that's a process that they go through and they're guided through at NAPS. And then when they get to the academy, they're going to sign their new contract on I-Day with the, with the U.S. Navy yeah. or with the Naval Academy. And then I assume that the NAPSers get notified of their appointment around the same time as others, like April, May. No? Okay. Correct. Uh, <laughs> The Coast Guard kids usually find out before the Naval Academy kids. Um, they learned around, yeah, end of April, I would say. They end of April, okay, ish, ish. And, and the way it works, masters. yeah. So uh, Naval Academy, so they'll graduate on a Friday. It happens to be May 10th. Either the Friday before or the Monday before is either called Black Friday or Black Monday. And that's when they find out. So ah. there's usually like a week between final exams. And when this happens, and my understanding is that the superintendent takes all of their their documents and everything, their file, to the Naval Academy to go through with admissions okay. to find out. And then they come back and like on Black Monday, or it can be the Friday before, they are all told. I think before that point, the ones who might be on the fence kind of haven't know they're on the fence and then they're told so literally parents can be you know the, the it could be like four days before graduation you could find out you're not getting your appointment to the naval academy oh, because wow. it's all dependent on how you did ultimately even through on your final exams okay okay so if you're somebody if, if you have somebody who's got a straight a's you're pretty and you've not gotten in trouble you're in the clear Right. But if you have somebody who has struggled academically or you've struggled through behavior issues or integrity issues, yeah, there's kids who will literally and parents who will show up for graduation and also at that point be finding out that their kid is not going to the Naval Academy. And at that point, like, um, I guess 
would they know beforehand to have a, a like a, a an alternate plan or do you know? No, I mean, I guess if they knew far enough ahead of time, okay. otherwise you're going to go home and try and start probably applying to community to colleges or something. Okay. All right. Yeah. The final question, when do NAPSERS report to USNA for I-Day? So typically I-Day is on a Thursday, typically, not always. And next year it is June 27th. June I looked 20th. it up. Okay, <laughs> June 27th. Um, so NAPSERS would report one or two days before. Is it I-Day minus one or? Two days. And two it's days. usually the evening. It's NAPSERS prior enlisted who did not go to NAPS. Okay. And international students, I believe. Okay. It could be foundation scholars too. They all reply I-Day minus two. And usually they have to be there by 1600, 4 p.m. But then they get yard liberty. So okay. parents, you know, they can... Or they eat at King Hall or, you know, whatever, and they get their phones. And then I-Day minus one, they go through the I-Day process. They're the dress rehearsal. So they'll get their head shaved again. They get their, you know, they do all of that. And so then on actual I-Day, they, um, they're in Bancroft greeting the directs. And hopefully trying to be the calm face after they've been screamed at and screamed at and screamed at when they get up to the area where they're staying, you know, I, my son, his friends, they talked about, I have not rolled that many pairs of socks in a long time and, you know, help them fold their clothes. <laughs> if it's the kids who had to report early, who actually get in there and have a chance to unpack, you know, they're helping them. And then they take the oath with everybody else the evening of I day. Okay. Perfect. And so as a parent of a Napster, you will say goodbye on the 25th. You will not see them again till the oath on the 27th. Okay. But you should stay in Annapolis and do so many great fun things. Okay. But yes. And you, oh my gosh. Yeah. Annapolis is so much fun. And, and you're usually way calmer than the direct parents. So sometimes you're the psychologist for the direct parents that you run into <laughs> in downtown Annapolis, trying to calm them down. And it's calming fun. <laughs> yeah, you're the calming force because they're so nervous. They don't know what's going on. Uh, Nancy, how about for Coast Guard? Is it a lot more fun there? <laughs> uh, I mean, it's the same. You have a lot of parents that are like, oh, what am I getting into? But then you're like, no, they'll be fine. Um, yeah, it's. I'm just trying to look up the dates. And just in um, case for everybody, today is Sunday, August 13th, 2023, FYI. It says here that Cap Week starts August 12th next year at the Academy. So they would have to show up August 12th and then they would get their schedules and everything. So summer starts, um, let's see, what date is that? Swearing in day for the four C's is June 24th. So June 24th. Fourth okay. class, according to this calendar, that which of course it, I'm sure it's subject to change. So, okay. Um, yeah, right. according and, to and if not, you can look things up on the NAPS website and on the Coast Guard Academy website and on the Naval Academy website. They get paperwork that says what day they have to show up. So their cadet will know. Right. And then part of it, too, that I that that I'm sure, Katrina, you you speak with parents about Facebook page for the plea parents at the Naval Academy is that uh, are the days of us doing things for them or getting the ball rolling are over that they really have to let go and let their kid, their cadet, their midshipman candidate or midshipman do things themselves. So we're no longer the reminder. We're no longer the, oh, let's gather the paperwork and and turn it in for them. That that no longer happens, correct? Yeah, we, we tell parents... Uh, We've told parents even of directs for the Naval Academy, but this would also apply to the Napsters, you know, clear off a spot for them to work, give them some highlighters, give them some post-it notes. They're on their own. They need to do it. The only you thing if the PTR come that time that they, that Napsters don't have to do is the medical because right. their medical chart will, will transfer to the Academy, right. but all the other paperwork they have to do and they need to get on it and do it. But they need to do it. They're, yeah. you know, they're going to be adults and you have no say in their lives, really, from this point forward. So they need to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's good training for the Naval Academy, too, or for the Coast yeah. Guard Academy, because yeah. then you're completely removed. Um, Nancy, how about Coast Guard Academy? Yeah, I mean, same way. I mean, they will start getting emails from important people that they need to answer and 
you can't be there answering the emails for them like you may have done in the past. So they they will learn quickly to handle their own business, okay. at least in our situation. They, they, and I, they and I think that's out. a great place to um, kind of stop, except for one more question. I believe Napsers get a new alpha number, don't they? They don't keep their NAPS number. They get a new number at the Naval Academy or do they keep the same number or at the Coast Guard Academy? Yeah. So I know they get a new CAC. I do not, I I don't know 100% on the alpha I would, number. I would assume, I'm not sure either, Thank but I would assume yeah. they get a new one because they're having to kind of separate from being a reservist and then they're going to go act, you know. Uh, Active but, duty. Yeah. I, I think they get a new one because- it's changing schools. Coast Guard Academy kids CACs were collected at the end of NAPS and then they were reissued when they made it back to the academy. I don't know if that was the same for the Naval Academy students. I think be- Naval Academy kids keep it because I think they're technically still considered Naval Reserve until they report for I-Day. They do not get a paycheck from graduation to I-Day, but I believe they're still covered under TRICARE. So they're still covered under the medical insurance and they have to have their CAC to prove that. So I think they do now that we've kind of talked about that, but things are twirling in my head here that they keep their CAC to the point. So they have some way to prove for TRICARE, but they, they, they stop getting paid from graduation till I day. And then they probably, they have to turn it in when they get, Yes, because and they have to probably present their separate, you know, their document, whatever documents they have. Yeah, because they don't get the permit to report letter. They actually get military orders. Right, right. They're still technically in the military. Okay, perfect. All right. Any of anything else that you think that we've missed or that might be helpful to mention before we leave? I just want to say one thing, and Nancy can agree or disagree with me. Um, We've talked about graduation, and I've actually had to address this in the Facebook page. Um, The day before graduation is the NAPS ball. It is not just for NAPSters. It is for their families. It will be one of the highlights of your kids' whole schooling career. It was so fun. And so it's black tie optional. They'll be in their service dress, blue uniform for Navy. I don't know what they call it for Coast Guard, but the equivalent of service dress blue. Um, anybody in the military or retired will often show up in their military uniform. Uh, the superintendent of the Naval Academy comes down. Uh, I don't remember if the superintendent of Coast Guard was there. It was it was so much fun. Prior to our year, they used to do it at one of the mansions. It was actually the one that Great Gatsby was filmed at. We got moved to a hotel and that's where it is now. The mansions became too expensive, but it's still, it's so much fun. So I don't. I, we had a lot of fun. I guess I don't we know. Had a great time. We actually yeah. stayed at the hotel that night, and so we just walked right up to our room afterwards. Our whole family went. Our other two daughters. We had a great time. Yeah. Um, I would recommend everybody in your family to go if if you can. I mean, there was a DJ. It was like it was like a big old graduation party. It was. We had a great time. Yeah, there was, it sounds like a lot of fun. Absolutely. Outside. It was. It was great. Yeah. It's black tie optional, so men have to be in suits or a tux or military uniform, women military uniform, or some women more formal, some women more cocktail length dress, but you know. Kind of, like the, kind of like the grad ball at the Naval Academy in a way. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Yeah. Well, I wanna thank you uh, both for sharing your, uh, your experience. I wanna thank you for your time here with me today to help out the NAPS parents. And we have the added perspective that Nancy offers for the Coast Guard Academy. They are sister services after all. And in times of war, then the Coast Guard comes under a Navy purview anyway. So we all, uh, we're all on the same team, right? And as I always uh, like to say, we have each other's back. So the parents that I've walked before the new parents like to pay it forward. So we're here to answer any questions that you may have. Also for Naval Academy parents, if you have not uh, seen my book yet, a USNA mom's journal from plebe summer through commissioning for the four years, everything you need to know is a good foundation to read. I also have my blog and my podcast, which of course we're listening to right now on my website, usnamedmomsandmore.org. And I invite you to visit and and explore. And so with that, I'm sorry, Nancy, but you're going to have to say go Navy. (laughs) 
<laughs> because I'm going to say go Navy. Actually, you're you're both going to say beat Army. So I'm <laughs> go Navy, go Navy, <laughs> Army, and Saint <laughs> and Semper Paratus. <laughs> there you go. Thank you so much for uh, again for being with me. Thank, Thank you, you. Anne.